0: And hello everyone and welcome to the you Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Dick Batista along with Nathan Jones and we are transmitting live from our station. So we pray that you can stay tuned to today's program as we're going to continue looking at the prophetic book, Yes, of Lamentations. Lamentation chapter 2 as we're going to be talking about blind prophets. And of course, for those of you that are following us live via social media, we'd love for you to post your questions and your comments. They are... For us as well, and make sure that you guys follow along with us in your Bibles. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thanks for all who are tuned in who are desirous to know you better, Lord. Help us open up the lamentations too, so we may be do better, grow in our faith, and understand in your precious name of life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones. Uh, so, looking at the prophetic book of Lamentations. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Broward, Calvary Aventura, and the Truth Who Set You Free Ministry. And you can find more information here on www.tway.tv and our various network. And of course, if you find yourselves in the Howland Aventura area, we'll allow you to stop by and be part of our Bible studies. More information at 305-992- 9537. Again, that's 305-992-9537 or 321N Time 321-363-8463. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Great
1: to be on, brother. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. We're having great weather here in Miami, much like I hear you having in Texas. What, you're 100 degrees every
1: day?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I was talking to your receptionist, Kathy, and she told me it's beautiful outside, but you expected it to be like 100 degrees. Well, you know,
1: we're in Kathy,
0: so beautiful means we got this nice cold spell of only 100 degrees. Oh, that's, that's, hey, listen, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to complain. We're not there yet here in South Florida. Oh, you live in a beautiful place, man. Uh, Never forget that. No, it's nice. It gets a little humid once in a while, Nathan, but uh, it's uh, the weather's nice today, you know? So I'm enjoying well, it. That's why people should
1: go down to Calvary Chapel, Burke because you're right there in Miami area, and it's beautiful, and uh, you know, people should live on the there if I could.
0: Yes, yes, it, it is very nice over here, Nathan. So anybody that, uh, you know, this is the retirement place, so I can't go anywhere, because this is where I'm going to come back to retire anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Except, I don't know if I want o. Jim Simpson being my neighbor as he's supposed to be moving down here. I don't know. But, Nathan, we're having a great week. You and I always have a lot of fun. You guys had a wonderful conference. I noticed you were posting a lot of wonderful content. Can you talk to us about your contact information uh, for those people that are new and watching? How they can get a hold of all these wonderful things? Well, uh, again, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister with Lamb of Mind Ministries. We're a
1: Bible prophecy preaching ministry whose mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that mainly uh, through our television show, Christ and Prophecy, which is aired all over the world on the major
0: Christian channels, as well as our website at lambmind.com and christandprophecy.org. Mm, thank you, Nathan. And for those of you that are watching and listening, you can check that out there. The website for those that are is right behind me. A lot of wonderful, wonderful contents. And Nathan, what a wonderful conference uh, you guys had! Did you get a little rest from all the preparation because you guys put a wonderful program together?
1: Yeah, well, I think the staff and I have a little step back in our, our beat. We were pretty exhausted last week, as after any conference. But man, I'm so uh, happy that you and other churches were able to utilize this conference as a satellite conference, so you can host your own Bible prophecy conference in the comfort yes. of your own building with your own people. And we provide the speakers through the streaming. Both can still check out the streaming. Go to our website, ChristandProphecy.org, and just uh, scroll through the flyer there. We have a slide that will take people to the Good. We're only going to be offering the archives for that
0: conference for another day or two, so people check it out. Yeah. Guys, take advantage of that. Again, it's just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And, uh, so Nathan, thank you for sharing those wonderful, wonderful resources. And uh, Nathan, you and I, we have been tackling a challenging but yet fun book, and it's that book, the prophetic book of Lamentation. And we've been actually going through it as a uh, verse-by-verse study, and it's kind of enjoyable doing it that way, right, Nathan? Because we don't have to rush through it. You know, I just love the have a way of studying the Bible. I, I think it's the right way. I
1: mean, sure, I'm into topical... Studies and that has its place, but by going verse by verse, you let the Bible give the topics and speak for itself. And there's I mean, a lot of value in that. And so I just, I, I've been to Calvary Chapel, I've been a member one for a number of years in Philadelphia, and I've just always been blessed by the Calvary Chapel handles the study
0: of the Bible. So I praise the Lord for it. I, I've learned so much that way, and hopefully people listening in will learn that way too. Thank you so much, Nathan. And that's what makes it hard for you and I going through this book fast because we stop and we pause and we let the Holy Spirit bring out the topics that He wants, and that's why today we're also going to be talking about, uh, you know, when it comes to prophets and prophecies, there is a lot of blind prophets out there. People really just talking nonsense, supposedly saying they have a word from the Lord, and it it Nathan, no, it was no different in the time of uh, when Jeremiah was writing, Right. Right. Uh- that was the major problem that they had in Israel's history
1: is false prophets who right. lie in the sea, who who do it for their own purposes, who are always telling the people what they want to hear, not what God has to say. And uh, God really condemned that. Matter of fact, Jesus three times in Matthew twenty-four said, We will recognize the soon return of Jesus Christ based on the proliferation of false prophets and false teachers in the end times so, and man with five hundred yeah. cults just in the United States alone.
0: We clearly live in a time of false prophets and false teaching. Oh, wow. I mean, 500. You know, Nathan, this great book called Kingdom of the Cults. I think it's been updated, and it only mentions a few, but you are mentioning like 500, that, that is just amazing.
1: Yeah, go to Washington Fellowship of uh, uh, James Walker, who's a former Mormon who got saved. He has a ministry okay. that teaches people how to avoid the deception of the false prophets and false teachers. And mm. he's got listed on his website that's just 500 in the United States alone. Oh, wow. of, of Trying to pull people away, it's like you said Jeremiah and Peter. To give a little history for those who haven't been tuned in, Jeremiah lived at the very end of the kingdom of Judah. It's about 586 BC, and after centuries of people rejecting Moses' warning, which he gave 900 years earlier, that if they continued to rebel against God, God would exile them from them, and it happened. And Jeremiah was the only prophet. There's hundreds of prophets that are all preaching falseness, that that Judah would, would survive and mm-hmm. would thrive and God wouldn't an abandon her. And Jeremiah was the only prophet at the time saying, No, this is what God says. Because you have rejected me, Moses' uh, prophecy will come true. You will be exiled out of the land. And that's what happened. And so that's why Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet, mm-hmm. because he he
0: unfortunately lived at one of the worst times that Israel had to Absolutely. And Nathan, when we look at Jeremiah's ministry, it wasn't one uh, uh, that was easy. Yet he was faithful. He continued to teach the word. Uh, Again, we find all these incredible prophecies in the major prophet, but then also when we get to Lamentation, it's almost like one of those minor prophets, right, Nathan?
1: (laughs) Well, you have the major prophets, which is Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. Jeremiah wrote two books He wrote Jeremiah and Lamentation, but to lament is to cry over, to mourn over, and so Jeremiah is lamenting over the destruction of Jerusalem. In chapter 1, he spoke as the people, he represented Jerusalem, lamenting over the, the destruction of Jerusalem, but here in chapter 2, which right now,
0: if he's speaking as God is speaking from God's point of view. So we have chapter 1, the people's point of view, chapter 2, God's point of view. Mm, Excellent point. And and then last week, Nathan, we talked about uh, the wrath that was coming upon uh, these people and the reason why. Because, again, some of their lifestyles was much compared to the time of Lot and the time of Noah. And and, and although God is a God of love, but he's also a God of justice. And we talked about that last week, right, Nate? Well, he would be a God of love if he wasn't just. I mean, who let the
1: evil people go free? Now you just mentioned O. J. Simpson earlier. Now, I think it it's a big stretch of the imagination to realize that O. J. Simpson is not the most honest, reputable person. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just was finished nine years out of a thirty year sentence yeah. for armed robbery. Not to mention he got off scot clean of what pretty much was pretty clear to most people that he murdered his wife and her, her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So there's no justice really much for O. J. Simpson. So imagine if we had a guy it was always allowing evil to flourish and never punished? That wouldn't be love. So God balances perfect love and perfect justice. And even in his own people, and his people were the people of Israel at that time, and uh, I'm sorry, are continuing today, but at that time, they had reached a point where God said, there's nothing enough. it's time for you to face judgment. And that judgment, bear in mind, mm-hmm. is always meant to return a person back to repentance and a right relationship with God. Right. They took seven years of exile for the
0: Jewish people, but a right faithful remnant returned back to Israel 70 years later. That's what God wants for repentance to nations, but for us as individuals as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you so much, David, for covering that. Just in case those of you that just tuned in, maybe this is your first time being part of the program. Just a little bit of background to encourage you to jump on uh, the book of Lamentation with us. Grab a Bible. And, and Go on this journey, this verse-by-verse study, and it's just amazing what we're going to continue to uncover uh, in Lamentations chapter 2. Again, you tune into the Truth to Will Set You Free. I'm Vic and Nathan Jones as we're looking again at uh, this incredible book, this prophetic book of lamentation. So Nathan, yeah, if you could continue to take us through. Last week we stopped around verse 5, and uh, we'll continue to make our way. And if you can take us through this journey, and then we'll stop and pause and discuss, and that would be fantastic.
1: Okay. Well, for those who accuse the Old Testament of being God being always angry, well, Lamentations 2 is pretty much God being at his angriest. This yes. is this is God, we're, we're seeing a moment in God's life where he, he's really mad at, at 900 years of unfaithfulness from Israel. He even calls the, Israel his daughter, the daughter of Zion. So he's quite upset. So here he, he's complaining, so to speak, or venting yes. his anger through Jeremiah about Rightly so, he justifies and he picks up in verse five with this. The Lord was like an enemy, he has swallowed up Israel, he has swallowed up all her palaces, he has destroyed her strongholds, and increased mourning and lamentation in the daughter of Judah. Mm-hmm. He has done violence in his tabernacle as if it were a garden. He has destroyed his place of assembly. The Lord has caused the appointed feasts and Sabbath
0: to be forgotten in Zion. In his burning indignation, mm-hmm. he has burned the king. And the priest, and you know Nathan, and that's what we were talking a little bit about. I mean, talking about his indignation, and of course, there's many words that uh, talk about a time period in the future that is coming, right, Nathan? Which is the most devastating period of all times, and and the word indignation comes to mind. Well, yeah, I love it, dude. You just pointed out a great thing. Or you just refer to the tribulation, which is a future
1: prophetic time period seven years. Well, God will pour out His wrath upon the world, not just Israel, but the world. Continued rebellion and rejection of him. And we can look here at what God did with Judah and before that Israel yeah. and see how dangerous it is to have the God of the universe as your enemy. The theory of Jeremiah says the Lord was like an enemy. So instead of being the defender and the protector of Israel, yeah. he became an enemy. And people at that time they thought, well, you know, we've got the temple, we've got the tabernacle exactly. before that. God was never abandoned the temple. But we don't have, ever have to worry about any enemy overtaking us because God lives here with us. Well, the, the Holy Spirit, the Shekinah Glory, he left the temple. God he, he was done with rebellious Israel. And so there was no reason for him to stay anymore, and there was no reason for him to defend the Jewish people anymore at that time period. And so he had left the building. So, like the garden that's overrun and full of thorns, he destroyed it. He cleaned the house. He cut it all down, and seventy years later, he replaced
0: it again. And, and Nathan, God's purpose for his people always has been that they bear fruit. And that's one of the, the reasons why we find here they really were not living up to their standards, what God has made for them. And I mean, I don't know about you, I, don't, I can't plant too many things because I don't have really a green thumb, but I mean, <laughs> you plant something, let's say a, a, a fruit tree, and the idea is that you're hoping that sooner or later you're going to reap something from it, but if that tree is just there doing nothing and it withers, after a while, I think all of us, we just get rid of that thing. Well, look at the big
1: tree. This has always been a story in the New Testament that just always kind of made me stop and think when Jesus was walking with the disciples, he comes across a fig tree. The fig tree hadn't produced any fruit yet. And Jesus got mad at the tree and the next day they put kind it of withered. I thought, wow, that was a little harsh. <laughs> but the tree wasn't doing what it was created to do, to produce fruit, especially for its own creator. And likewise, God had no compunction to destroy that tree. Well, the Israelites were meant to eat fruit to the nation. I didn't give them the mosaic wall. So they knew from wrong. Now, the pagan nations, they didn't know what was right or wrong, but the, the Jewish people should have, and they should have been a light to the world. And they weren't. They were evil and in as dark as all the pagan nations around them. And so it was time for Jesus to, God to clean house, to cut yeah. down the garden and start over again. And he does that. We just, this idea that he's just, a God who always winks at sin and never, no. never steps in is because we as human beings uh, believe that we look at the evil world and say, well God must not be here and check out he's gone on vacation because it continues. But it's not that God doesn't step in right away and deal with it but he allows it to build until his anger has finally reached That's the point right. of no return. And man, we haven't reached the point of no return yet. So, but it's coming and then eventually it does
0: come. Uh, absolutely. And you know Nathan, when you mentioned that, it reminds us what the Bible says uh, there in First and Second Peter uh, regarding the Lord. And uh, in Second Peter 3 Uh, like you mentioned, uh, verse 8, it says, but beloved, do not forget this uh, one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day, and verse 9 says that the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but He is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, and then it says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and and that's what you're referring, that day is coming, and it will come, It will come. We can look at the Old Testament. We should never judge from the teachings
1: of the Old Testament because it's a pattern for how God works. It's not like Jesus came and boom, everything changed the way God thinks and feels and acts. Yes, we live under the age of grace right now, Mm -hmm. uh, but there is a time coming where the tribulation will come upon the world. What we see happening to Israel here in Lamentations 2 is what will happen to the world So it's very important that we repent, we return to Christ, we ask him to be our savior, we get ready with the Lord, and for the nations, the same thing, that the nations repent and turn to the Lord, because there's a raging fire
0: burning in heaven towards us, and the justice is coming. We deserve it, man. We're evil. And we deserve justice. So it depends. Is Jesus Christ coming as your blessed hope, or is he coming as your holy terror? Amen! Wow, you know, Nathan, what I noticed too is God has no respect as a person because, there in Lamentation chapter two, you read for us in verse six. You know, this indignation, it says, it has spurred the king and the priests and you know everybody alike, right? Whoever is not uh, in God's will, uh, they're going to have to uh, give a, a reason, uh, you know, for what's going on. Well, the king, the priests,
1: the prophets, all the people that were supposed to represent God. Uh, to, to the Jewish people had wording on God's side. As a matter of fact, yeah. uh, Jeremiah was so hated as a prophet that the king had thrown him into a, a muddy pit. It was a cistern that was right. empty of water. That's where they used to keep their water in these giant, uh, like man-made wells. And yes. It was all muddy and Jeremiah sunk into the, every time Jeremiah came up with a message, the people got upset. He wrote it down, the king chopped it up, threw mm-hmm. it in the well, the cistern, the people didn't want to hear the message from God, which, again, your mind. it shows how hard-hearted the people were against God when the
0: priests were refusing to listen to his prophets. So uh, that's uh, how we live it. Yeah, I mean, Nathan, you know, today we have supposedly uh, representatives to the White House. We have supposedly pastors and leaders, and we find that even when they bring the message of God to these uh, kings, they're they're not always well accepted, they don't take it into consideration, they don't take it serious, and a lot of times we find that God's judgment awaits us because we choose to. Yeah, I think that the man who would be worried
1: the most is the Pope. Pope Francis has no respect for the Bible, he says atheists are going to heaven, he's all uh, pro-homosexual rights, least leaning in that direction, he's environmental, he doesn't Gospel, and of any person on the planet who prides himself in being the spokesman for God, infallible in all things, he is the one who's dead set against the biblical
0: teachings of Jesus Christ. And yeah. wow, I can't imagine the judgment that will befall a man who claims to be the spokesman for Christ but denies his very words of the Bible. Yeah, the co vicar of Christ. And Nathan, it's so sad because so many people, they just simply are so caught up in religion that they don't want to see the truth. Uh, and uh, and that's why, as we look at this passage here in um, Lamentations 2, as we continue to look forward, it, it's the same situation. So, yeah, Nate, if you could continue to take us through, this is fantastic. So, certainly.
1: Okay. So, we did Lamentations, both uh, 5 and 6. Let's move on to 7. The Lord has spurned his altar, he has abandoned his sanctuary, he has given up the walls of her palaces into the hands of the enemy. They have made a noise in the house of the Lord, as on the day of the set feast. The Lord has purposed to destroy the wall of the daughter of Zion. He has stretched out a line. He has not withdrawn his hands from destroying. Therefore, he has called the rampart and walls to lament. They languish together. Her gates have sunk into the ground. He has destroyed
0: and broken her bars. Her king and her princes are among the nations. The wall is no more and her prophets find no vision for the Lord. Wow, Nathan, I mean, verse 8 is so powerful. I mean, what I noticed is that he has drawn a line. In other words, it does come a time when God says, hey, enough is enough, these are the boundaries. If you choose to step out of that, then here's what awaits you. Yeah, and again, the
1: boundaries that God sets for us are to protect us. That's right. To grow and flourish. And when we're always kicking those boundaries down, we're rebelling against God, we're walking outside of these boundaries, yeah. when we're redefining marriage, when we don't uh, uh, have any concern for our elderly or our unborn, you know, when we live for ourselves, when we desire ourselves to be gods themselves, this, we've crossed the line, and, and it's just a biblical fact. It will happen, God will set out, and per- as the verse 8 says, has per. Purpose to destroy. He will destroy evil mm-hmm. and he will stand for what is right and what is good. It, the line will be crossed and has been crossed. And man, when we look at the signs of the end times that Jesus gives in mm-hmm. Luke 21 and Matthew 24, I believe we're getting very close to the point where Jesus Christ will be coming back to allow yes. out that judgment.
0: And Nathan, you know, it, it's it, it, human nature, sin is so amazing. It's almost like it, it never fails. You paint a wall, you put a sign, you said, wet paint, don't touch. And what do you find next week?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how many times I say, stay off the grass. And every <laughs> instinct of in me is, go step on that grass. I'm supposed to be saved and forgiven. Yeah. But boy, that, uh, that old man the nature inside us makes us want to rebel. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness the Holy Spirit is, is telling me just to be a better conscience than I would have on my own. But yeah. it's just humanity's desire to rebel. It's rebellious from the very beginning. And... Yeah,
0: uh, and he to the Lord, repent and me yeah. be protected from his wrath. Man, I hate to be facing God. Yeah, and Nathan, this is why we share honesty with those that are watching and listening. We all fall into the same temptations. There are certain things, there are certain yeah. guidelines that are set, and, and sin in us wants to reach out. Hey, the the wet, the 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 paint is wet. Don't touch. Well, let, let me just see. The oven is hot. Don't touch it. Well, let me just see. Right? God sets the boundaries. Says don't cross them, and man says, well, let me just see. And we find in, in the garden the same situation, right? Don't eat of the fruit of that tree. Well, let me see.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that would be the only rule
0: that existed.
1: Don't eat from the fruit of that tree. All of these other trees. You eat, <laughs> just, just don't eat from that fruit. And it really required Satan to promise them one thing you will become like God. Yeah. And isn't that really what? That's the, the sin that Satan suffers from the pride. He wants to replace God. And that's where we stand. We want to replace God. Well, man, as you sure. there is only one God. We will never become gods, but we will become even better. We will become children of God. We will serve Him. We will yeah. reign with Him. We will be loved and live with Him. And who knows what eternity will bring. So it's so much work. I think we're shortchanging ourselves when we want to be little gods because the true Power is the power of Jesus Christ to, to fall in His love yes. and to share in reign with Him. When Jesus promises, or He even promise that we will sit on His throne. He will give us turns to sit on the, the, the throne of the universe. And that, to me, that, that always blows my mind. God shares His
0: power. Don't seek it yourself. Wait for it patiently when God gives it. Ooh, excellent point, Nathan. Thank you so much. And again, for those of you that maybe just tuned in, we we'll see. A number of you are tuned in via social media, Facebook, and the like, and uh, just post your question, your comments there for us. And of course, even if the program is over, we'll try to reach back out to you. You can always get a call, uh, give us a call at 305-992-9537 or text in your questions or your comments, or even prayer requests. But again, you tune into the truth to set you free. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at Lamentations, chapter two. And again, we're talking about the guidelines that God says forth is for our protection. Uh, so that we can, uh, again, be blessed. But when we step out of those boundaries, then what awaits us oftentimes is a correction uh, and the judgment of God. And Nathan, I know we don't have a lot of time uh, left for this segment, but I mean, verse 9 there again uh, says it all. Uh, you read for us, her gates have sunk unto the ground. He has destroyed and broken her bars. Her kings and her princes are among the nations. The law is no more. And, and her prophets find no vision from the Lord. So here was Jeremiah, right, they, uh Bringing the truth, bringing true prophecies. And no, they'd rather follow uh, what the false prophets were saying.
1: Yes, good point. And we get this sense here in verse 9 uh, when it talks about the gates being sunk to the ground and destroyed. In other words, the protection of Israel has been removed. Yeah. Now the kings and princes who were supposed to be untouchable, they are now exiled into the nation. They no longer have power. The Mosaic law... Wow you know, the law that brought, brought knowledge of good and evil to the people is no more. The, yes. And prophets aren't giving visions from more. In other words, the Jewish people at that time were absolutely cut off mm-hmm. from God. Although, although, there were still some honest prophets of God, as yes. would be Daniel and Ezekiel, right?
0: Absolutely. And, and, and Nathan, that's a good point because when we look at history or when we look at uh, the chronology of the Bible, we see that God still had a a remnant. So it was, you know, but at that time, of course, there was also all these uh, false prophets at the same time. And, you know, when you mentioned Daniel, it reminds me of Nebuchadnezzar when (laughs) he had his dreams and they called on the wise men, supposedly, right? The Magi's and none of them could interpret the dream. All these false prophets, after a while, Nebuchadnezzar was like, enough, let's get rid of these guys. Well, Nebuchadnezzar was the very king who
1: exiled the Jewish people out of the land. He took the wealthy, the the, the powerful, anybody who had any connections, including Daniel, and he took them out of Israel and repopulated them in Babylon and made them become Babylonians. And that was the way that you could destroy a nation, that you absorbed it, basically, into your own uh, culture. Then you didn't have to worry about that nation being tribal anymore because they'd lost their identity. Mm. And that's what Nebuchadnezzar did. And like you said... Here God still had, he put his number two man, uh, Daniel, a Jewish man, yeah. who interprets dreams, and he leads Nebuchadnezzar to faith in God. And that always blows my mind. Like you said, a remnant always exists. No matter how much God judges and brings people to judgment, there's always a, a group that, a small minority, mm-hmm. but that repent and they're the faithful remnant, and they're who God looking for, yes. the right heart and mind for Him, that will live
0: with Him forever in heaven. hallelujah, praise the Lord. Nathan, great point, and you know Nathan, uh, uh, verse 9 says, um, the prophets find no vision from the Lord, and of course, you know, when we start uh, choosing and chasing after all these other things that are not in the Bible, that it's not the truth of the Bible, God says, you know what, you can prophesy all you want, but that's definitely not from me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I did turn off immediately
1: if anybody says, well, this is a prophecy the Lord gave me today or I have this dream and this is God's. So immediately, you know, you say, no, wait a minute, this type of prophecy is over with. Like, no, no, look at Joel. He says, right. Time, prophets and visions will return. That's for the tradition That's not for the church. The church has the inspiration of Scripture. Amen. the Bible and has the Holy Spirit. And so we should be looking for dreams and visions. So those are false prophets, whether they're self-deluded or they're actually being yeah. false. I, I turn off, man. I don't listen to them. I don't allow them to post to our Facebook group uh, because they are not really receiving this from God. The revelation of God comes from the Bible.
0: Ooh, excellent point, man! Wow, that is fantastic. And again, for those of you that are watching and listening, listen, let the Holy Spirit reveal to you God's truth and His love. And if you find that you're not right with the Lord, uh, and and... and, and you, you know that you're not where you need to be. You know there's an opportunity for you right now from wherever you are to turn from your sins, to turn to the Lord, and to start obeying and doing what's right. And that will start with a relationship with Jesus. And if you're open to receiving the Lord right now and wanting to change, well, we're going to give you an opportunity right now for you to be able to do so, so that you would experience the love of God and that you would not have to experience the wrath of God. And Nate, would you be able to maybe share with that person briefly as we get ready to close, maybe how they can start that relationship with the Lord? Accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's what you
1: do. Surrender so right. your life to Him. Pray from your heart, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sin and be my Lord and Savior. And He promises to do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. Now in a right relationship with Him, you are one of the faithful remnant, and you
0: will live with Him forever and ever. Amen. Wonderful. And again, some might be saying, well, is it it's that simple? Nathan, we will say, it is that simple, right? God, is not complicated. Yes.
1: Exactly. Not complicated at all. Hardest
0: decision you'll ever make, but it's not complicated. Absolutely. And, and maybe you, you have accepted the Lord just now from wherever you are. Uh, let us know. We would love to be able to celebrate with you. And We say celebrate because the Bible does teach that when a sinner repents, it's a celebration uh, in heaven. So we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. Let us know you accepted the Lord. We'd love to send you a Bible and give you more information uh, just to encourage you in the wonderful things that God has in store and prepared for you. So amazing things are happening. Well, Nathan Jones, again, we've come to that time, man, where our time is up for this segment of the program. But I thank you so much. (laughs) for joining me today and expounding on the scriptures for us. Uh, Thank you so much, Pastor Dick. Appreciate being on Thank you so much. And again, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. So Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, say goodbye to the Lord, bless and keep you, and may His face shine upon you. Hey, if you to prayer, give us a call. Even if the program is over, we're still available to minister to you, pray with you. Uh, So take hold of that wonderful opportunity. And again, may the Lord bless you. And uh, you guys have a wonderful week. And uh, Lord willing, I will see you all next week. And if the rapture happens first, we'll meet up in heaven. So have a great day.